Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu wa sallam ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam. Uh, we're in the book of Al-Hikam of Ibn Atta'ala on number 89. Um, before I begin, just want to give a heads up that today's class will be short. And um, the plan actually is to uh, delay these classes until after Ramadan. And the reason f- reason for that is because um, when we had first kind of like rolled out the Ramadan schedule, I felt a little bit shy to be that we're doing so many classes when you know we should w- we don't want to distract people from worship and from ibadah and from dealing with the Quran and stuff like that. And then initially, but I thought you know these are the classes that we were already doing, and so we're just continuing the stuff that we were already doing. And I was fine with that for a little while, but I uh, I feel like the um, the internet space right now is completely overloaded, and you know the Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is sufficient. So uh, we're gonna postpone the hikam until. Inshallah after Ramadan Hopefully we'll continue then And then uh, right now we can just kind of focus But since uh, we had already advertised and marketed this session uh, I don't want to, you know People have already taken the time out to come So we need to do something So I, I thought, you know, at least I'll do one And then when I looked at the first one I realized that I have to do the one after it And then when I realized then I looked at the one after it and I realized I kind of have to do the one after that too. So we'll do we'll do three of them and then inshallah we'll, uh, we'll break and resume after Ramadan. The rest of the classes will remain the same. The rest of the majlis classes will remain the same. Which is my second one. This one will uh, be adjusted inshallah. Alright, so Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, let me pull this up quickly before... I begin. Mashallah. Okay, so 89. 89 he says, Rahimahullah So he says, Our Lord is far above the servant dealing with him in cash and his repaying him in credit okay so the naqd is like a kind of a modern transition would be cash but naqd used to be like cash as we know it to cash as it was before is not as we know it now it was like gold coins right so naqd was like the gold coin um, the actual piece of gold so it says, far above, uh, our Lord is far above the servant, dealing with him in, in cash, meaning like giving him something immediately in the now, and Allah delaying the repayment of that until a later date. So what he's getting at here is to recognize that although uh, we are promised uh, a certain type of reward in the hereafter, for the good that we do and for the deeds that we do but to recognize that our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala is far more generous than to limit the reward of his servants 
to that which is in the hereafter, but that he will also give them gifts and rewards in this life as well. Um, so in the commentary he says, for example, radiallahu an. فإن جزاء المعاملة لا يختص بالدار الآخرة بل ربما أظهر الحق تعالى منه لبعض أوليائه أنموذجا يحملهم على الاجتهاد في الأعمال ومن أعظم المعجل مجازاته على الحسنة بالتوفيق لحسنة أخرى ومن حفظ من معصية يكون العبد بصدرها ومن ذلك الحفظ من الآفات ومن ذلك الحفظ من الآفات والمكاره ومنهما أشار له المصنف بقوله ليس الأكس so he says, and from the repayment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the reward of Allah for the good that is done is not limited to the hereafter, but rather the true Allah may uh, show some of that reward to his servants uh, in this life as a means by which they will be motivated to do more and more uh, acts of obedience and acts of servitude. <coughs> And from the greatest of those rewards that is given to the person immediately uh, or in this life is the ability to do more good. So for Allah to give us the ability to do more good is a reward in and of itself. And to and then he says another, another example of that is to be uh, protected from falling into sin that maybe the person was on the brinks of falling into. But because of the good that they did, Allah diverted them from that sin um, and from that also is to be protected from any difficulties or trials that the person may go through and so on there's different possible ways that Allah is rewarding the person in this life but the idea is to recognize that um, that that is a relationship that exists that I'm here and I don't see God in a physical sense but I I know God is in my life and I know that when I do things he there is an interaction there even if sometimes I'm not attentive enough, or maybe it's difficult to see because it wasn't something that I knew about in the first place, but he's warded it off, or whatever it might be, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which leads then to 91, or 90, uh, which says, كَفَى مِنْ جَزَائِهِ إِيَّاكَ عَلَى الطَّاعَةِ أَنْ رَضِيَكَ لَهَا أَهْنًا so he says that it is reward enough for worship that he has accepted you as worthy of it. It is reward enough for worship that he has accepted you as worthy of it. Because you can attend it, you can intend it and not be able to do it, right? There is a, there's, if, if we intend to do something and we're able to do it, there's an element of tawfiq in that. There's an element of providence. There's an element of, um, of facilitation that God has given us. So he's saying that that is, that is sufficient as a reward. Uh, that you worshipped him and he allowed you, you intended to worship him and he allowed you to do so and in doing so considered you to be worthy of worshipping him. So he's putting it in that way. It is reward enough for worship that he has accepted you as worthy of it. Subhanallah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um... Mm-hmm. And then the next one ties into that as well, which is كَفَ الْعَامِلِينَ جَزَاءً مَا هُوَ فَاتِحُهُ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ فِي طَاعَتِهِ وَمَا هُوَ مُورِدُهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنْ وُجُودِ 
مُؤَانَسَتِهِ So he says, reward enough for workers is that he disclosed unto their hearts in his worship uh, is is what he disclosed unto their hearts in his worship and that which he shows them of his kindliness so uh, again similar kind of like you're looking for the reward this is the reward the reward is uh, the reward for uh, that comes now is the reward of being able to continue to do good is what Allah opens onto the hearts of the believers um, and the intimateness and intimacy and the closeness that he allows them to experience to him those are all rewards for those efforts that we are putting in um, in the commentary um, he says for example it's sufficient for them as a reward that he opens their hearts to the beautiful gifts that they feel when they do these acts of worship and they do these acts of goodness such that they can find the sweetness of calling upon him and uh, the people of of the path they refer to this as this the inner states and the feelings of love and the taste the the taste that one feels inside uh, of of their relationship with God um, so that word is a really important word it's it comes up a lot in in the realm of spirituality is the word of though of taste and interestingly i think in english um there are metaphorical uses usages for taste that kind of helps us to understand that you know like when you say even in even in a negative side like i'm gonna he's gonna taste his wrath you know it's not that he's gonna taste it, but he's he's gonna taste it. You know, it's not a, it's not like he's uh, like a spiciness or something. But there's a taste to it, or they taste the um, you know t- this I translated oftentimes they taste the sweetness of iman. There's a, there's a taste, or sometimes someone has bad manners or something. You say they don't have taste, they don't have any good taste. You know, and that's actually a similar. They use the same exact expression in Arabic. Subhanallah. So like uh, in, in, in Egyptian Arabic, for example, when you, if like you, you praise someone or you express some sort of appreciation to them or something like that, they'll say that's from your taste. That means it's from, it's from your, it's because you're able to recognize these kind of things that you can even, that you're even seeing any sort of goodness anyways. So it's, it, there's an idea there that, um, that Allah gives them the He opens their hearts to feeling these things. He opens their hearts to feeling uh, intense experiences of gratitude, intense experiences of love, of mercy, of of even witnessing the power of God. Um, but these experiences that that are the person goes through, then that is a gift from Allah as well. Um, he says this is the, the expression in Arabic is remarkable he says that this this what he's giving to their hearts from these experiences and not only those experiences but also what he opens to their heart from um, like the feeling of closeness to him subhanahu wa ta'ala feeling of closeness to God and the joy that the heart 
feels when it witnesses his attributes of beauty. That when when the heart witnesses the attributes of God's beauty, the joy that the heart feels, that that is, that is enough, that is sufficient. Um, and, and that is a sign of God's pleasure, uh, of God's greatest pleasure, in the face of which everything else disappears. So this is his expression in the... Uh, in the commentary that that's 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 the reward in this life you know that's the that he opens your heart to feel those things and when a person feels those things and they they feel that closeness to god and they feel the pleasure of god then that everything else disappears in the face of that and so that witnessing in a sense um uh is is part of the gift that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him Or her. Uh, we'll stop here, inshallah. If we continue further, we'll just open many more doors. <coughs>